In the fall each year we all congregate The bound all gathered at the church of Pilgrim The scriptures reading from the book of Monson Our favorite verse, my God, a precious Drunk and obnoxious, what Georgia faith Ain't nothing finer in the land Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that thing Welcome to the Saturday in Athens podcast. I'm your host, Seth Saunders. We are joined by a very special guest tonight, a return guest, DGD. Payne Walker is with us, two-time national champ, Payne Walker with us. How are you, buddy? It's good to see you. I'm good. Good to see you again. I like the uh, the two-time. Sounds good. I think last time I was on, I don't even know if it was one yet. It wasn't because we, we had you on last time to talk about DGD Fund, which we have mm-hmm. you here to talk about again tonight. And I was kind of looking back and you guys started in, what, September 2021. So I feel mm-hmm. like in some ways, DGD Fund is kind of like a good luck charm because since yeah, y'all started got, There's got to be something to it, right? <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. So let's start with that, right? So obviously been um, close to two years since y'all started DGD Fund. Tell our listeners where it's at now. It's obviously growing. There are athletes being added each day that are helping out with the organization. Um, Just talk about where things are and what y'all's vision is for things as we move forward. Yeah, so um, over the last few years, we have definitely grown significantly, and that change was awesome. Like It happened so fast, honestly, at the beginning. Uh, where we just had a bunch of people hopping on board and helping us out uh, sponsor-wise with Honored Reserve, making us polos and hats like the one you're wearing right now. Um, So from there, we obviously during the season, it gets to be potentially a little slow just on our end because we're so busy. Um, But after last year, we decided that we wanted to bring on a bunch of athletes and have them kind of help us out and do their own kind of deal. So I believe now we have around 50 uh, University of Georgia student-athletes, men and women from all sports. Um, We've been able to do a lot of cool events. We had a concert at the Georgia Theater with the Future Birds. Uh, That was an awesome event. That was was really cool. I think we sold out in like a day. The Georgia Theater was just like insane to even think about. Um, We've done a few events. We've had one, I want to say it was in – uh, March, where we did a casino night at Paloma Park, and that went really well. Um, so we've kind of started doing like re- reaching out and doing a lot more event stuff to where we can raise money fast um, by actually doing something and getting people together. Because that's kind of what we what we intended to do was just involve a lot of people to give back to places that they might not one know of or two like had an opportunity to do if we weren't around. Now, I, I'm sure I asked you this when we talked about it the first time, but I ask you again, because it's even bigger now than it was then. When y'all had the idea to start this, when the genesis of it was all happened, could you and could y'all have imagined that it would grow to be what it has become today? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, like when we first started, because we were about to play Clemson in 2021, so we were like, we should try to get on college game day and do this and that. 
Um, and that ended up not working out, but we have such a good alumni base at Georgia that we had Aaron Murray, Matt Stinchcomb, uh, David Pollock, Maria Taylor, all those people posting it on Twitter and Instagram and commenting and all that stuff. Um, so I guess the marketing thing kind of did it itself just with all of the support from previous players and alumni and coaches and that sort of deal. Well, it is the NFL draft tonight. So mm-hmm. big night for some of your teammates. Last right. year, DGD Fund had a founding member make their way into the league with John mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick and could be another entree tonight for another founding member. So how exciting is that to see not just teammates, but also buddies kind of take that next yeah. step from playing no, it's college definitely, to play It's definitely super cool because, you know, you're around these guys for the entire year for multiple years in most cases. Um, and especially having John last year go to the Falcons. And I mean, I lived with the dude for four years, so he's literally like my brother. And same with Seth, it's like, we're so close and it's so it's really rewarding as a friend and a teammate to see all the work they put in during the year and see it translate on Saturday. And then also see that be recognized by people in the NFL that want to take a chance on them. Um, so yeah, it's super awesome. Especially and for other teammates too. Like I know Nolan and me are really close buddies. We actually are at the TPC uh, Sawgrass players tournament during spring break at the same time. Um, and Darnell and Jalen, and I'm going to leave everyone off because we have 15 guys go last year. So <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. but it's super gratifying, especially as a teammate, just to see all that hard work they put in pay off. Well, the other thing I think is neat about it too, is that it just gives DGD fund to a bigger platform, right? Like it, it sure. gives it more voice and more exposure, which I love because I think what y'all are doing is great. And I, I thought it was when we first talked about it a couple of years back, just taking the platform that you have and trying to turn it into something actionable where mm-hmm. organizations and people can be helped. So I think that's beautiful. What's on tap for, say, the summer, fall, anything currently in the works or in planning that people can look forward to or or and then upside off of that? What are things proactively if folks wanted to support y'all, what are things that they can do to do sure. that? Yeah, so we're, we're actually supposed to have a, me- a meeting. The five founding guys are supposed to have a meeting this week, but with the draft and everything going on, it's kind of end up falling through. Um, but we have a great support staff, too, that works with us. Brady, Emick, and Adam Dent, and, all, and Will Hayes, and Will. Like, they all, I mean, they do a great job. So they help us out a lot. But we have a lot of stuff kind of cooking up a little bit, not anything solidified. Um, but proactively, you know, we have a website, dgdfund.org. If you click on the website, it'll, you can read all about the, um, about the DGD fund, kind of our story, what, why we picked the, uh, organizations we did. Uh, and if you go to the bottom, there's a donate now button and that'll just send you directly, um, to another link through the Athens area community foundation. And you can donate right there, uh, just instantly. So big transition for you. You are transitioning away from playing to now. Mm -hmm. You just told me some awesome news off air. Why don't you share with our listeners what you got going on while you're finishing up grad school next year? Yeah, so I have another year left of graduate school in Athens after this year. 
and I actually was asked to come help coach special teams um, as like a student assistant role. So I did it all in the spring. It was awesome. I loved it. It is really, really interesting and so different uh, than playing. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it where as a player, just you totally don't even realize. Um, so doing that, is, is, it's been a great way for me to kind of stay involved, at least as I'm kind of like phasing out um, per se while I'm finishing up my last year of grad school here. And I honestly didn't really want to leave because it's such a good program. Uh, it's just an awesome opportunity to be able to take advantage of. I'm interested to know this too. I asked you if when y'all started DGD fund, if you could have ever envisioned it would grow to the organization that it is now. I'm going to ask you the same thing about your career. When you stepped foot in the classic city and were starting undergrad at UGA, could you have ever imagined that y'all would go on the run that you went on and, and have the experiences that you've had over the last two years? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's something you dream of as a kid, but actually when you're in it, it's uh, hard to kind of wrap your mind around the success we've had over the last few years. Uh, so to really answer it, no. I mean, I thought we would at least, you know, make the playoffs maybe and potentially win one, but back-to-back 15-0 and last year uh, and then 14-1 the year before. I mean, that's pretty special and pretty unheard of, and I think it speaks a lot to the the leaders that we've had on the team and the coaching staff and coach smart, just everything that they've done to kind of change the culture at Georgia from when I was a freshman, sophomore, junior, where we were good, but for whatever reason, we never kind of got over that hump and we were all be, we were always capable of doing it. Um, so, I mean, I think they did a really good job of kind of internally reflecting on, you know, what can we do better? What do we need to do that we aren't? Uh, and actually being proactive with those steps. I think that that was a really big turning point going into that 21 season. And then it just carried over. Even though we lost so many guys, I think the culture kind of speaks for itself where when you lose people to the draft like that and the portal nowadays, it's like just because that happens doesn't mean we're going to change. Um and I think that they've done such a good job of that, and they're going to continue to have success because of that. Yeah, it, it was so interesting because I think the two years were so different in so many ways, different experiences, mm -hmm. right? And I'm sure different pressures. The 2021 team, whether they wanted to or not, had to carry the pressure of, you know, 41 years, right? And so whether that was fair or not, that was a weight you guys had to carry then. And so to kind of shed that and live in that joy and that glory. But then – you're the defending champs and you got to come back and do that. I, I thought coach smart, I thought the staff, I thought you guys did a good job though, turning the page and um, making it about that team and not mm -hmm. about last year's team. And it, in all honesty, feels that way already. I was watching G day and thinking these guys are, they're locked in on what's next now, you know? Mm -hmm. And to your point, I think that's cultural, and I think that's something that's that's been fostered. It's obvious to see that. But tell me this, because this is one of those things I think is difficult to quantify. It seems to me, and and maybe I'm just looking through it with with rose-colored glasses, but it seems to me that y'all enjoy each other. Like 21 Definitely. teams seem like they enjoyed each other. Last year's team seemed like they enjoyed each other. It just seems to be a good culture that way, too. For sure. I think so. One of the things we really harped on going into that 21 season was uh, the idea of connection, 
you've probably heard them talk about it all over social media and then all that other stuff. But that's one of our DNA traits and essentially broken down to a very minuscule level. That just means you know who you're playing with. And when you know who you're playing with, you get closer, you become friends, you become brothers, you become, I mean, it, it really transforms that relationship into something bigger than what it originally was. Um, and I think that that honestly has been probably one of the biggest stepping stones we've taken because, you know, when you're playing with somebody and you're next to them in the summer, like I used to run in the summer, me and Nylon Green would run right by each other. Like we were in different groups, but like we were always right next to each other. And like I played long snapper, he plays DB. Like they don't really um, like talk to each other, hardly at all. I, I would imagine in multiple situations. Um, but because we'd been in these skull sessions together and we understood kind of what we wanted to do, like it helped each other. It helped us push each other. Um, and I, I mean, that's, there's multiple examples of that, but, um, definitely, I think because of that connection aspect, we have grown closer. And because of that, as silly as it sounds, I think it translates to winning football games, honestly, because people just buy into it. If you had to pick, I won't, I won't narrow you down to one, but if you had to pick two or three favorite memories from the two year run. What, what would they be for you? What were the, the two to three highlights for you? It doesn't have to be anything to do with football. It could just be yeah. experiences with your buddies or, or whatever it may be. But what were the, what were the high points for you? Um, I think in that first year when we played Arkansas at home, that was an unreal game. Uh, Dan Jackson blocked the punt, and we actually were wearing we – we had the same number at the time. Um, That's right. And our walkers were right next to each other the year prior. So we were super close. So that was an awesome game. So loud as a noon game too. And it was college game day. And everyone was like, why is this game at noon? It's college game day. But it was so loud. Um, And that was really, really fun. Um, Trying to even think of other ones. I mean, like something that's not like super obvious, you know. Oh, oh, this year, a uh, few buddies, me, John Fitzpatrick, Owen, um, my buddy Matt, my other buddy Braden, we flew to New York to the Heisman with Stetson. That was an awesome experience. And I mean, he deserved it, in my opinion. I know a lot of people don't think so, but I'll defend that kid till the day I die. Um, one more, I guess. I mean, that first national championship was so crazy. Just the ups and the downs in that game. Obviously, you're on the big stage for the first time in my career ever um, and 41 years at the University of Georgia. So that was, I mean, it just felt different, you know. And, like, after the yeah. game, my uncle actually – I don't know if I should say this, but I'll say it anyway because I don't play anymore. Um, <laughs> my uncle actually owned a bar down the road. Uh the wild beaver in Indianapolis. They have one in Nashville too. You should check it out. Um, yeah. But uh, so we all just like piled in there after the game and like sang karaoke. It was so much fun. Um, and just like being with all the guys, like literally you name it, like we were all there and it was just so much fun. That's cool. Yeah. So I, two follow-ups to that first one is I'm so glad you brought up New York because I was going to ask you about that. I thought I had seen pictures uh, on your social that you were there. And I was also there. Um, 
I was in town for totally separate reasons. It was my son's 10th birthday. My wife and I took him on a trip for his 10th birthday. It wasn't in December, but we told him we we're going to take him to New York at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And the way the dates fell, you know, Stet gets nominated and the Heisman's there that weekend. So we reached out to the folks at the Heisman and said, hey, if, if there's a credential available, we'd love to come and cover the event. And they were kind enough to grant us a credential. And our hotel ended up being a block from the Heisman Hotel. So I ended up going to the interview sessions and press conferences on Friday and got to talk with Stad and hear him with the media mm-hmm. and stuff. And he, he was great. It was awesome. And then got to go to the venue day of credential media can't, isn't, you don't go to the actual ceremony, but they show you the venue day of which mm-hmm. awesome venue. Um, and yeah, we ended up seeing Rob say there, like that was cool yeah. to him for a little bit. Yeah. So it was cool. And I thought, and I'm interested to get your take on it. I thought the city was cool that weekend. Like it just felt yeah. like it had a, a vibe to it. So we actually, this is a wild story. But uh, we, I was at practice, and then we flew out of Athens, uh, got there, we landed in Teterboro, and like the ceremony was, we didn't, we weren't, we didn't get like passes to the actual um, event. We were pretty much just there for moral support afterward. Yeah. Um, and so we flew into Teterboro. We get stuck in traffic, and we're like, what in the world? And so we finally, you know, we get there ceremony ends we went to some bar I can't even remember what it was called um but it was a long night and so I ended up like waking up at like seven for whatever reason and I just walked the city by myself just took laps like around Times Square saw the um Rockefeller tree the cathedral just like walked I was just like strolling put my headphones in and just started walking yeah uh and it was awesome it's crazy too like that early in the morning like, I've never been to New York before, and it just seems like everyone, it was like everyone was 15 minutes late to a meeting at 7 in the morning on a Sunday. And I was That's like, right. what in the world is going on? Um, but it was, it was really cool. We had a great time. Oh, I love that. I love that. So my other follow-up was going to be um, Indy or L.A., number one, which stadium did you like better? Two NFL stadiums. Yeah. Um, we did not get to go to LA, but we were in Indy. I thought Lucas Oil was real cool. Mm-hmm. Um, cool venue. Uh, but from the images on TV and, and from what people told us, they said SoFi was pretty cool too. So from yeah. your perspective, which one did you like better? Well, I, I think there's two ways to answer that. Pure playing environment, like take away fans, take away anything else. SoFi Stadium is unbelievable. I mean, it's unlike anything you've ever seen in your life. Um, and that was is crazy. Like, it, it was the coolest building I think I've ever even been in my life. Yeah. Um, but just, like, build up to the game, L.A. was bizarre. Like, you go walk around, and, like, people didn't know there was a football game. Um, yeah. So, the, I mean, and that's – I think that's just L.A. Um, in general with football maybe. I don't know. I'm – I could be completely wrong, but that's just how it felt that week. Um, and Indianapolis, like you could, I mean, although it was freezing cold, you could just kind of feel like a different energy um, in the city, no matter when you're around. Um, so I think just pure, pure stadium wise, I think SoFi, but 
just the city and the buildup around the game, I would have to go with Indy. So I guess both to answer your question. Yeah, so we're biased because we went to Indy, but I thought it was electric, man. The town was just mm-hmm. – it, it was consumed with the CFP. For sure. Like, mm-hmm. you, you couldn't have not known that something exactly. massive was happening. And I thought one of the cooler things was it was, I mean, Eskimo cold. Like, it was frigid that whole weekend. It was but so cold. People, I think we got off the plane, it was like nine degrees. Yeah, it was nuts, man. But people were out. And it was a mm-hmm. lot. I mean, like everywhere, man. I just feel like dogs fans travel so, so well. For sure. And Even in LA, they were everywhere. Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't surprise me. I, it's just the, the loyalty. And I think, too, people have been good about celebrating what's happening and going, okay. you know what? We wanted this for so many years, and now we got mm-hmm. it. We ain't missing. And I love that. I think that's no beautiful. Um, and I'm sure it's great for y'all, right? I mean, it's got to feel good yeah. to know, even Especially, when you're not in Athens, mm-hmm. you're getting support. Yeah. When you're in Los Angeles, which is I don't even know how many miles away, and 90% of the stadium is red and black, you're like, this is unbelievably cool. Yeah. And same yeah. with Indian with the same with Indianapolis. I mean, you know how dogs fans are too. Like it, they'll go anywhere, which I love. Yeah. And it's it's as a player too, it just kind of it makes it feel like a home game. And yeah, like certain times, you know what I mean. So I'm going to put a couple ideas out there, which I'm sure y'all have already thought about, but I think it'd be a beautiful thing for there to be a DGD fun tailgate in the fall. Get some people rolling into that because we Mm -hmm. would love to uh, partake in that if that event was available. So let's just put that out there because I think that's a great way. Yeah. Um, I think too, I just love how the full athletic department's getting involved now. So you got Mm -hmm. players from all the different teams that are joining in and love that. And so tell, tell me, tell us how that's working. So is it like with y'all where, if an individual athlete is part of the GD fund and they raise money or something of that nature, it could go to a charity of their choosing. Is that it's the same exactly. exactly. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. So how many total athletes do y'all have now under the hat? I don't know an exact number for you. I should, um, but it's, a bunch, I though. Say, it's around 50, I believe. I yeah. know every sport is pretty represented. Um, Cause then we got some baseball guys, parks, Harbor is one of them. I know he hit a, he hit that uh, walk-off home run last week. Yeah. Uh, so that was exciting. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool to kind of have everybody involved now. Because, um, I mean, we know how hard they work. And it sucks sometimes that they might not be getting potentially the recognition that they deserve because everyone works hard in college sports. And that's just the truth of it. It doesn't matter what you play, what sport you're in. Like, it's a grind. And it's a balancing act between school and practice and test and social life. And I mean, it's no easy task. Um, so it's really cool having all those guys on board um, and kind of working towards that common goal for sure. Have you felt like whether it's through the fund or being part of the football team or the support the last two years as y'all have been making this magical run, what has it been like being in Athens and the community that surrounded y'all and supported y'all? Yeah. Well, I'm, I think a perfect example of that is just the parades, like the national championship parades are complete chaos. Like, it is so cool. Um, 
And even too, like I see the videos and stuff from downtown following the games and like, it is just people actually like really care and you know, they do. Um, it is at times, sometimes a struggle being around out with Stetson because it's like every yeah. five steps, there's a new person. Um, he'll hate me for saying that, but it's, I mean, it's true. It's like, I mean, I would do the same thing if I was someone I'm like, that guy is a legend. Um, but I mean, it's super cool. Um, unfortunately now my classes are on the health science campus. So like that game day kind of feel around campus. I didn't get to experience as much this year, um, which kind of stinks, but at the same time, you don't have to worry about all the foot traffic and everybody. Um, so that part is a little nice. Yeah, I just felt like it's it's just, I mean, look, man, Athens is it's just a unique place. And sure. I feel like the level of support and the community that's there is is pretty special. And so, you know, I I think it's it's gonna continue to be helpful as as DGD Fund continues to grow and it's just a great community to be part of and a great base to have. Mm-hmm. So um what we'll do too is we'll put all you guys' socials in show notes. So everybody, please go follow DGD Fund and go and support. I mean, donate, be a part of an event. I mean, the images and stuff from the event at Georgia Theater looked outstanding. Um, and I think you guys are going to continue to do cool stuff like that. And just be sure to let us know whatever we can do to help support because we'll push the word however we can. Because um, what y'all are doing is awesome. And I just love that it's getting all the shine that it should. So I guess I'll ask you one more question before you go. And that is, do you think you're going to be more nervous as a coach than you were as a player? Because that control aspect of it is kind of wrestled away from you a little bit. Yeah, honestly, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think given the nature of the long snapping position, yeah. um, that is something that you're kind of have to deal with uh because everything matters um it doesn't matter what it is like it's you know what I mean like an offensive lineman could miss a block but they'll have 70 more snaps if you mess one thing up it's kind of uh everybody not knows good, not exactly it's not a good deal yeah. um so I think you know coaching aspect wise it's uh I hope I won't be as nervous uh I kind of matured <laughs> out of that a little bit uh once I kind of got older um, but no, I, I don't think so. I think it'll just be kind of exciting and just see, you know, be able to see that whole other side of everything will be super cool. So we've made every effort possible to make it the other way. So you guys that- are, you guys are awesome at it. I mean, it's every week it's consistent. It's, yeah, I love it. Yeah. We won't, we won't I actually, miss it. Don't worry about that. I think I might, you guys might've been responsible. I don't get recognized ever not like ever and I was at um the players tournament in Jacksonville on spring break sorry the pick is in for the first pick um what do you think they're gonna go here Bryce Young I don't think it's even they've they've got to right I mean yeah yeah that's smart I mean that's what they should have done yeah I can't I can't um, see the odds dropping Will Levis and I'm like Frank yeah, Reich to lose his job if they take Will Levis with the one pick. I'm not trying to speak out of school or anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so we were at the players and I was with 
some of my buddies who went to South Carolina. One of them actually lives in Jacksonville, and I got a lot of family there. Um, so we just, like, met up. I mean, it was on Saturday, and we were on 18, like, walking. We're literally about to leave. And some this guy comes up to me, and he's like, hey, you're Payne Walker. The, are you, or he was like, you look a lot like this guy named Payne Walker. And I was like, uh, that's because I am. He was like, oh, dude, like, you're a long snapper. Like, I – I know exactly who you are. And all these guys who I'm with are like, what in the world? Like, how does this guy know who you are? I was like, this literally never happens. But I swear it's probably because of your know your snappers post. It has to be. That's the only that thing bring, I can think of. That would just bring me unparalleled joy. I, I'm just going to tell – I'm just going to say that's what it was. I, it had I, to have been. We're just gonna, Yeah, we're just going to go with that. I, I sure hope that's the case. Yeah, because I just love it. Like, and And some people have tried to make, like, kind of smart comments to us like well we don't want to know their names because if we know their names something bad happened i'm like no no no, we're switching that you should know their names because they've been so excellent that (laughs) you don't even know who they are because what zero bad operations two straight years correct something like that i mean it's been yeah every single one of them every single one of them stressful but we've (laughs) fortunately had good holders and good kickers and all the above to kind of alleviate that so yeah, well, that's one of our that's one of our, our our points is that you know let's not take this for granted. Now, every weekend you see some kind of funky play happen, and it, it ain't happening in Athens, and there's a that's reason right. for that. So, so we will continue to do that. We will yeah, not I miss a Saturday. It. Yeah, that will that will continue to go on. So don't worry about that. All right, hold on, I can't let you go now because you brought up golf. So now you got me on something that I want to talk about. <laughs> All right, how was the players? Because that's on my list to go to Sawgrass. Was it cool? The, the that's the second time I've been there um and it's unreal i mean it's it's super uh like family oriented like fun so there's stuff to do for anybody um 17 obviously is beautiful um so actually on sunday i went friday saturday and sunday this year friday i wasn't even supposed to go and then my uncle texted me and was like hey you want to go i was like yeah i might as well Um, but sunday i went with my little brother he's a freshman in college and so we went on Sunday morning early and we walked like four holes, I believe, with Kevin Kisner and Will Zalatoris. Yeah. Really just like 10 feet away from them. Uh, so that was, and it's, it's cool because you, you're kind of on top of people, but you can yeah. see everything. Um, if you definitely get the chance, go. I mean, it's, and it's a beautiful course too. They do a really good job there. And it's one of the most like, Staying on 17, like you could literally sit there and not leave and just watch them hit the green. I mean, it's so, well, so impressive. That was going to be my question. So I know 17 is a sexy hole at Sawgrass, mm-hmm. but if you were going to give us one other hole where you would post up for the tournament, what's the one you'd go? Um, honestly, so the way – so one goes down, like, and then you kind of wrap around for two. And so you can stand in a position where you can see two green and three, uh, three to par three. So you can kind of sit between two and three. Um, that's where we did. That's what we did on Sunday when Scotty Scheffler and them were kind of that last group was coming through. We sat there. So three or two is a par five and you can see them kind of hit up and do that. And then three, you can see like pretty much the entire hole from right there. Uh, so that's a really cool post up spot. I like that. Uh, my pops and I had the good fortune of going to the Masters in 2018, mm. and 
once we did that, we decided, well, look, we've been to the hardest one. Now we're going to try to do the fan slam. So we went and did the PGA at the ocean course at Kiowa. And it was cool. Um, ocean course, I think, you know, the back nine is where you want to be. Like, yeah. you know, of course. And we found some spots to post up. But to your point, like about being at two at Sawgrass, that's how I felt about 15 at Augusta. Like, I loved sitting on the fairway at 15. You can see the approach in, see the green. You can see most of 16. Mm -hmm. And then you get 17 tee shot and approach. So it's like you get all this stuff happening. I feel like that course is really conducive to seeing a lot of different vantage points yeah. of how it's set up. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, man, I love it. And I'll tell you the ones on my list now, too, is I want to go to Waste Management just because I've heard it's such oh, a carnival. I mean, like, <laughs> that's, that's on the bucket list for me for sure, too. That looks yeah. like a fun time. One more thing about Sawgrass, too. This is just an absolute weird story that happened on Sunday. I was on nine, and it was Terrell Hatton and Max Homa. Yeah. And my brother, my brother listens to part of my take, like, all the time. So he's, like, obsessed with Max Homa because they're, like, friends. They love him. Yeah. So he wants – he was like, I want to go watch Max. I want to go watch Max. I'm like, okay, we'll find him. So they're on nine, and Terrell Hatton hits his tee shot into the water, has to take a drop, and then hits, uh, like, three wood or five wood, like, up to the front of the green. And he is so mad. Snaps like his club over his knee, slams it, screaming. And that was the last time we watched him. And then he went and shot 27 on the back nine. And we were like, <laughs> we saw the tipping point where he just played completely lights out for the rest of the tournament. It was nuts. Does it ever cease to amaze you when you go watch those guys play in person? Just how much of a freak they are like the things that they are able to do and shape shots and mm -hmm. with well, the way the greens ball. are they hit every ball so square it's unbelievable yeah. if you can go watch them on like the range and stuff they're taking divots like a foot long cj stroud number two yeah um, yeah i will say i will say after seeing him uh on the 31st he's hard he's hard not to pick that after, that, after that no doubt <laughs> yeah he was electric that night yeah he's um, pretty good well, I thought the cool thing about when we were standing 15, just how happenstance happened, there were two tee shots within like an hour of each other that landed at my dad's feet off 17. So we're like at the ball, and then mm -hmm. Caddy comes up, player comes up. First one was VJ Singh, but then the second one was Brian Harmon. Go dogs. Yeah. And, dude, it was so cool because we were sitting right there with him, and he's like talking to his caddy. He's like, this is what I'm going to do. He's like, I'm going to choke down on this seven. And he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna hit it low and have it come out, and then I'm going to have it wrap back, and I want it to run up on that front lip. And Dad and I are looking at each other like, I would hit seven trees if I tried to do yeah. this right now. That's like the thing and you joke with your friends about. Like, yes, this is what I'm exactly. going to do. And then they actually can do it. And you're like, wow. I mean, precisely what he said mm -hmm. is what happened. We like to tell like, these yeah. guys are freaks, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. I mean. Yeah, it's unreal what they're able to do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's legit. And my buddy now, so speaking of waste management, my buddy works for the Dodgers, so he's out there. And he's been a couple times, and he said it is awesome, like absolutely electric. So, yeah, if you go, now yeah, I will say I'm going to have to figure your way out there. If you go, tell me, because I'll see if my buddy can't maybe get you in the, in the cage at the Dodgers facility and get you a few swings in. How about we, hey. we fix that up? I just got done with our IM softball uh, league. There we go. So, That's perfect. 
Yeah, that works perfect. Well, um, well, look, Payne, it's always good to talk to you. Always good to see you. And um, love what you did in your time wearing the uniform and know you're going to do awesome things as you continue your journey. Um, and we will continue now, just not just know your snappers, but know your snappers coach. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to keep it rolling. Well, um, like I said, we'll post everything in the show notes. So, but tell everybody what the social handles are so they can go follow you and everything else that they can do. Yeah. My Instagram is pain, P-A-Y-N-E underscore Walker. And I, my Twitter's pain, capital B Walker. I don't have TikTok or any of that. That's usually, <laughs> that's all I usually only use Instagram and Twitter now because the coach game. So I like that. I like that. Well, um, make sure y'all go and support pain. Make sure y'all go and support the DGD. Oh, fund. and at DGD fund is the Instagram handle for the fund. That's right. That's right. And we will, um, we'll push everything out too. We'll release the show and, and tag everything, but make sure y'all go and follow if you aren't already. And if you're not already doing it, I don't know what you're doing, um, but make sure and get on that. So uh, until we see y'all again, next episode, as we always close with go dogs, sick them. Go dogs. Hey, George is better now.